0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participation Restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune and Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and for this week, I'm joined by my good pal and co-host
0: Ali Fraser. Ali, how you doing, lad? Ah, uh, I'm not too bad. I feel like these last couple of days. I think to myself, why the why the hell do I like so football? For It's aged me ten years since Saturday. Yeah. It's been a long old slog these last couple of games, but uh, mm. other than that, I'm not too bad. How about you? I, uh, I hear there's been some progress on your house moving. Congratulations.
2: Oh, thanks, mate. He's got his finger on the pulse, as always, does Ali Fraser. Yes, we've, uh, we've exchanged contracts and we're completing on Friday. Woohoo! Exciting. I have a, a tactical stag due in Dublin the day of completion, so my long suffering girlfriend will have to. Well, I'll say she's going to be moving. We've hired men with Ven.
0: Uh, to pick the stuff
2: up and move it, so really all she's got to do is coordinate that, but there you go. So
0: you're expecting a a house to be completed on your arrival back from Dublin? Indeed, so I'll
2: be be leaving one flat and coming back to another very strange times, but very exciting as well. But yes, as you say, pretty depressing times, certainly in the Premier League, and we're recording just as we've found out that we've drawn Man City away. Shock, another cup away game. In the next round of the FA Cup, which would be the quarterfinals, right? It will be the quarterfinals, yeah. So one away from Wembley. Fucking hell. Really sets the tone for the podcast, doesn't it? I can't believe the <laughs> number of away games we've drawn in both cups. We've already faced Man City in the cup this year and beaten them. I can't see that really happening again at this stage. Like, no. You know, they've just walloped Luton, who managed to draw against us. So if that's anything to go by, we're not gonna do very well. But anyway, we're let's take it in chronological order, shall we? And unfortunately, I suppose we'll jump straight into rip the band-aid off and talk about that Arsenal result. But first of all, I just wanna say a massive thank you to our mutual friend Ben Ali, who we met in Austria in Salfelden yes. on the preseason tour a few years ago. Ben popped up on Saturday in the morning or afternoon asking if I was free and wanted a ticket for the Arsenal game, so I willingly and gladly said yes, so thanks very much. It was a bit of a blessing and a curse because I had to witness one of the worst Newcastle United performances I've seen in a very long time, which I directly blame Ben for, so thanks very much, (laughs) Ben. (laughs) Uh, But yes, uh, Ali, you were watching the game, I was unfortunate enough to be there at the Emirates, which was a nice experience in itself, going to the Emirates, given that I live dun here in London. But it was just a shit show from from kickoff wasn't it really we had no chance
0: yeah exactly and i mean i was at the emirates when we drew with them nil nil last season i was sitting with the home fans so i was almost sitting on my hands and yeah it's probably the last place you want to be cheering when you're away side scores yeah we were just so off the pace and when you look at us last year when we were pressing teams high of the pitch you know man for man our energy levels were so high and you could see we had an identity last season especially playing against teams like Arsenal where we got that 0-0 or other away teams in London like Tottenham for example where we beat them 2-1 we had that identity of the high press energy and yeah we just knocked so off at the moment and I think the game against Arsenal showed that again and yeah when you when you play against a quality team like Arsenal they will put you to the sword and yeah we were well and truly hammered But yeah, I think it was kind of expected. I think with the results that we've seen recently, especially with the draws against lower league teams, Mm -hmm. I think we were due a a humbling like this. And uh, I definitely think Arteta riled them up and probably showed them highlights of when they came to St. James's Park. Because yeah, Mm. the energy that they had against us was, uh, yeah, it, it couldn't be matched. I don't know what your thoughts were there whilst you're out at the Emirates and whether you kind of felt that the atmosphere of the fans getting behind the Arsenal players was kind of like uh, the momentum was on their side. Yeah, I mean, good atmosphere
2: from the Arsenal fans, even though they only have like two fucking chants and they need a drum in the home end to get any form of atmosphere. I said to my friend that it's an Arsenal fan. If you need a drum, that just tells you you've got a shit atmosphere. But anyway... Yeah, they they were really on top of us from the first moment. I think um, golf's in quality difference between our midfield three and their midfield three. Yeah. I think it was looking quite positive before the game started. We've all been calling for Tino Liveramento to start at left back. Lo and behold, he started at left back. Alexander Isaac was back in the start in 11, but didn't get a fucking sniff. And we were able to field both Joe Willock and Harvey Barnes on the bench. So... Given where we have been in the last few weeks, it seemed quite positive, but just honestly, I have to single out a single person. I can't put it. Well, there's a couple that just really, really were not at the races, and this is going to be my Sean Longstaff ranting two or three or four minutes, but I don't know what that lad does. I don't know what he has been doing for the last five or six games. He spends his whole fucking time chasing the ball. That's not winning the ball, that's not tackling, that's, you know, yesterday against Blackburn, he put a few good balls through or whatever, but the lad just chases the ball and he doesn't have a a lick of pace about him. When you've got him up against Declan Rice, Jorginho and Martin Odegaard, it's like he might as well have been a fan sat in the fucking stands with us. He, He just offered absolutely nothing and it really, really boiled my piss. And I know at points last year, we were talking about, you know, when Longstaff was out for a long period of time, we were really missing him. And and I'm guilty of saying that too. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about this today. Was Longstaff looking good because he was alongside world-class midfielders like Bruno Guimaraes and Joe Linton in particular, who does all of the hard yards? I think it's maybe a bit of a cheerleader effect that you've got Big Joe, you've got Bruno, and you've got Longstaff. Longstaff's being carried by those two, then looking good. I think I got wrapped up in that as well. But he has been super frustrating over the last few games and was super frustrating against Blackburn yesterday. But there were positives. wasn't meant to be. Sven Botman had probably the worst game he's had for Newcastle. He was absolutely dreadful. And had to be taken off for of Jamal Cells kind of in the later stage of the game. But it was just a a really poor performance overall. We couldn't get Gordon into the game at all. We just couldn't get a foothold. It's like every time we got the ball, we were passing it straight back to them. They absolutely dominated us on possession and we really got a schooling. The one thing that really fucks me off though, as you touched on, is them trying to force this rivalry because we got a pretty legitimate winning goal against them at St. James's Park earlier in the season. Yeah. Really, really, really frustrating. The goals in themselves were just so preventable weren't they just opportunities for us to clear the ball us giving the ball away we just let them walk through us at times and it was so frustrating to watch it pan out I remember sitting there at times going this will be a
0: goal lo and behold it was it was predictable I totally agree and I think you're right about Longstaff I think he certainly looked a shadow of his former self as certainly from last season but as you rightly point out this is most likely because he was playing alongside world-class players which did a lot of the hard yards, which meant that he was in the right place at the right time and could make the tackles to get the ball back as opposed to what's happening now where he's more so chasing the ball. But yeah, again, that was very evident in the game against Arsenal against three quality midfielders that they fielded. But the goals that we conceded, certainly a handful of two of them were definitely avoidable. We were just under so much pressure and we were just hoofing it up the pitch with nobody there in mind and when you're playing so Alexander-Rizak up top against the likes of Gabriel and Saliba it's it's a losing battle sadly as much as I love Isaac I think he's a top quality striker when you're up against two quality defenders it just makes that task a bit harder sadly and as you say it just means that Gordon's out of the game as well Mm -hmm. and Almiron Barnes as well when they're on the field so, yeah, it was it was a losing battle from the get-go, really. And, yeah, I think you could look at the back four and they're shipping goals at the moment, and it's a yep. bit of a worry. We've touched on it in previous pods where we've discussed the impact that Nick Popes has. Sweeper-keeper. Exactly. And, I mean, I have to say, I thought Carius did well in some occasions, and it, I feel sad for the guy. He was unlucky,
2: uh, very yeah. Very
0: unfortunate. I mean, the first goal, for example, easily avoidable. Deflection mm-hmm. off the knee of Botman, I think it was. But I think Carrie's made a cracking save to keep it, you know, stopping the goal initially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah. unfortunate, the follow-up. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame because I do think he's a great keeper. And he's obviously coming to the team when required and he's never really had a fuss. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully we can play him in a game where we do win. But who knows? He'll probably play in the next Carabao Cup final weekend like he always does uh-huh. yeah he'll be hopefully being be in goal for the uh, for the FA Cup
2: game yeah but he was definitely unfortunate as you say but yeah very just comical it was it was boys versus men really on the day I mean we had two shots on target I was surprised that we had that many one of them was Joe Willock's goal in the 84th minute that was a consolation I'm pretty sure on the last podcast I got the right score prediction I'm pretty sure I remember saying, "Yeah, 4-1 I think you did." And yeah, and that we'd get one consolation goal, just as a fuck you to Arsenal. But yes, that, that there we go. At least there's one thing to celebrate. But <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like I you mean, can tell by the tone of our voice, we <laughs> just we've had a crap weekend of crap couple of days of football. And I'm, I'm not taking shite, away the man. fact we won yesterday, but it was the nature of which we won, which will go on the short. It's but- so difficult, man. I feel like our energy watching this, these last couple of games is just gone. And it's awful. I w- you know, listeners, hopefully you can uh, empathise with us. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully after we'll beat Wolves on Saturday, fingers crossed, we'll bring the energy back. But, oh, yeah. Difficult no, with for games recently, it's, right?
2: It's a good point. And it brings us on to the next kind of quick topic. We now find ourselves 10th in the Prem. West Ham picked up a good result. I think Wolves also mm. won over the weekend. So... They're looking strong. They're on a good trajectory. Whereas we are absolutely in one of our ruts and one of our uh, downward trajectories or, or pits. And it's it's hard to see from this point how we get out of it. We're all kind of hedging our bets and saying, great, we'll wait until, you know, some of our better players are coming back. Right. Now they're starting to come back and we're still shite. I mean, you've got to give it a pinch of salt, don't you? You know, Joe Willock's only just come back. Elliot Anderson's just come back. Harvey Barnes only just come back. Take them a while to get up to speed. I still don't think Botman's fully there. He's a no. shadow of his former self at the minute, like. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a really tough period and sets us and our expectations very low ahead of the the Wolves game, which is a massive game at home at the weekend. Yeah, really disappointing against Arsenal. Let's not take away from the fact that Arsenal were very good, by the way. Yeah, They were fantastic. They completely had it. They had a game plan. They were well-organized. They absolutely bossed the game and fully deserved to win. I'm not going to be one of these sucky people that says that, you know, rare, yeah, they did this, they did that. We were the masters of our own downfall 100% and they all need to fucking stand up and take a bollocking from yep. someone. But yeah, I think you touched on it there, you know, the back four, Nick Pope, they're missing that cover, but also they're totally missing, I think someone took a screenshot of it during the Arsenal game the gulf or the area between the back four and the midfield three is massive. Oh God, yeah. That's exactly where people like Bukayo, Saka, Martin Odegaard, these types of players, they all just position themselves like the Fodens of Man City. This is where they nestle themselves in. And it's so easy to just play a vertical ball and then you're in a goal. So Yeah, exactly. I don't know how we're not fucking spotting that. But as we said before, we did get a goal and it was Arsenal old boy Joe Willock from a never thought I'd say this, a Dan Byrne assist, Ali. So he came on, proved that he, <laughs> yeah. he maybe wasn't the problem in our team because he came on and looked quite solid, but good for Joe Willock to get a goal on his first game back, right? He took
0: it really well. Yeah, he did actually. And as you say, it was a, from a, a very unlikely fallback. Yeah. You normally when you think, oh, a fullback assisted, you always think trips. But uh, yeah, in this case it was... Recent fall guy, Dan Burn, but he came on, did a job, he looked solid and yeah, delivered a good ball for Joe Willock who uh, got the consolation goal that we normally get in these types of games. Because again, we've got a couple against Liverpool, got one against Tottenham. So yeah, it was a good goal to get and I'm pleased he got himself on the score sheets as he's now coming back from injury. Uh, hopefully that's done as confidence in the world of good. And it was good again to see him get some minutes yesterday as well. But yeah, for him to get the goal at the Emirates... And mind, the first goal as well at the Emirates in 10 years. That's mental, that. I honestly didn't, I wasn't aware of that stat until, you know, the pre-match amble when they were talking about... Who got the last one? uh, Andy Carroll? Yeah, it was Andy Carroll when we beat them 1-0. Fucking hell. Exactly. It just shows you how much we find it difficult going to the Emirates. But yeah, I'm pleased Joe would have gotten the score sheet. Do you think we're being too negative at the minute? I'm just looking
2: at our last few results and admittedly they're... Are we setting expectations too high? I mean, we got a draw against Bournemouth. We beat Forrest away. We got a draw at home against Luton. We beat Villa. We beat Fulham in the cup. And then the prior loss to this Arsenal game was losing at home to City, that 3-2, where we were really in the game on that one. Before that, was Sunderland. And before that, obviously, that was the bad run where we'd lost to Forrest and, and Luton. But last one, two, three, four, five games... We've not lost, it just maybe feels like we've lost on a couple of occasions where games where we should be picking up all three, like Luton and Bournemouth, right?
0: Yeah, it certainly feels more lost points yeah, rather than losing the game. So I, I think because of the achievements of last year, that is what our benchmark is of the new era. Yeah. So sadly, the benchmark was set so high in season one that we've just come to expect it. Mm-hmm. In the following season. But I think you look at the summer transfer and the winter transfer, I just don't think we recruited in the right areas or, you know, uh, deep enough. So I agree. I-, I think that's obviously played a huge part in it. We desperately need that, that defensive midfielder. Oh, 100%. I- again, when you look at when we played against Man City and we-, we were up 2 1, you look at the space De Bruyne gets. Yep. For his goal And then ultimately For the sister Bob He just sits in acres And he's the type of player You you just It's sacrilege You can't give that type of player You fucking let them That's the problem Yeah I know Because we've got no one Prowling that
2: area We need a. not saying obviously It's unachievable To get a Rodri But we need
0: someone Like a Rodri And I hope Hope That type of player Is high on our You know Transfer list Because Fucking better be I didn't really see many names Even though we didn't sign anyone even through the rumor mill, you're expecting to see a DM pop up every now and then. Yeah. But I think in an ideal world I'd love to see Kefran Turin, um, who I think is it Nice. Nice, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd love to see him. He looks like the type of player we we need, you know. He's got the energy, he's got the the, the engine. Effectively a Joe Linton but in defensive midfield. So yeah. um yeah, I think, no, he, I think he would be, be cracking.
2: Wouldn't be fucking cheap though, would he? Especially, no. isn't that um, isn't that one of Jim Ratcliffe's clubs as well? Ah, uh, yes, it is. Annoyingly, he'll just do us dirty on that one, won't he? <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we won't dwell too long on the Arsenal result. We'll draw a line under it. We'll try and forget it as much as we can. I think it's probably a good opportunity to go to a quick break now. Uh, when we're back, we will pick up on the Blackburn result and we'll move on to our Wolves predictions as well. So we'll see you in a second.
1: but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. App participates in restaurants. 18+. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: All right, we're back. And before we crack on with Blackburn and Wolves, which probably do social plugs. So you can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms, so Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, you name it. We're on it. I would really appreciate it if you could give us a follow. And if you're feeling super generous, a five star rating or review. Find our podcast on Twitter, slash X, whatever the fuck you call it now, at TOTT podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, and on Fierce by searching for Talk the Tune podcast. Thanks very much. Give us a follow. Okay, Ali, fresh on our minds, Blackburn in the, what was it, last 16 of the FA Cup yesterday at Ewood Park, the Alan Shearer derby, or one of them. Yeah. We managed to just about scrape through on penalties. Do you want to just kick us off with your thoughts on the match itself from
0: open play, at least? Oh, it was giving me shades of when we went to Chef Wedd. Was it last year or the year before? And we had chances and chances and we just couldn't put it away. And I think when... In the last, I think it was in the last 10 minutes when Gordon struck it at pe- uh, pairs, and then obviously Longstaff had the follow up and fluffed that. I thought, yeah, we're losing this on Pens. As I said before, that game alone, I felt I aged so much at the end. It was a very hard watch. There's no way to get excited about the FA Cup after watching that display. Yeah. It, it kind of dented any hopes of winning the FA Cup, and obviously, now that we've got City. It's hard to put into words how upsetting the performance was yesterday. I know a win's a win, and I want to get excited, but I think when you look at the state that Blackburn were in, you know I think they're sitting eighteenth in the championship
2: sixteenth in the championship, I think,
0: which is I think you're right, yeah, which isn't that great, yeah,' it's pathetic that we can't dominate and control
2: a game. that's all I want. Control a game that you should be controlling, but they were absolutely in control the majority of that game. And there'll be a lot of Blackburn fans feeling probably quite sore and unlucky but yeah. that they didn't come away with a win given the chances they had. We were very poor on balance. Again, couldn't control the game. Midfielders, you've got Longstaff running through mud or in slow motion, however you want to put it. But they were well up for it. I mean, we can't catch a fucking break in any of these cup competitions, can we? Some of the teams, I'm talking about City now, not so much Blackburn. Blackburn's probably our easiest game so far, but you know, United, City, Chelsea, fucking City again, PSG, AC Milan, fucking Dortmund, Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Unreal the luck or the bad luck that we've had this year, but you've got to play whoever's in front of you to coin that all term. But yeah, I just thought... Blackburn were way more up for it. They really wanted it. It's obviously a huge game for them. We should probably call out and talk about the fact that the attendance was 22,000, of which 7,500 were Newcastle fans. So as always, the support is unmatched and fantastic for so many Geordies to get down to Blackburn on a Tuesday night. I think a lot of them doing return trips the same day. So early morning, probably getting back especially as we went to fucking penalties and extra time Uh, but incredible support from from the fans yet again which is amazing and thankfully they had something to celebrate on the way home gordon i thought was a standout for us he always looks dangerous he's very much on track to become our player of the season for me call it early we missed a few chances but when the chance did come for the goal We'd brought Miggy on, who worked well down that right-hand side, put it in the centre for Gordon, took his goal very well. But fuck me, do you want to talk about the goal that we conceded, Ellie? <laughs> and, and what the fuck Jamal LaSalle was thinking?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think Alan Shearer said it afterwards. He's just, You've got to do anything you can to just put that ball out. Because the space that he left in behind him was... Yeah, obviously it gave the their winger acres of space. And I'll be honest, I thought... You know, I don't know. I don't watch Blackburn day, weekend, and weekend outright. So I don't know much about their players. Does anyone? Oh, well, certainly not our fan base, <laughs> anyway. Not for a Newcastle United podcast. But um, uh, yeah, I thought their attacking options whether they were quick, they were direct, and you just can't Smodics give them that. That's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he like, was cracking. You just can't give them that amount of space. So yeah, I don't know what Lascelles was thinking. And yeah, we paid the price for it. We uh, conceded. But I think. It was a good save initially by Dubravka. Really good save, yeah. But obviously, yeah, there was the follow-up, which, yeah, again, I think it was a case of Longstaff chasing again, but it was against the slight run of play because we scored and then we were kind of building that momentum.
2: Control, yeah.
0: We just kind of had a complete lapse. And then, uh, yeah, after that, Blackburn complete control for the last 10 minutes. And I think at that point it could have really gone either way. 'Cause yeah, that's when we had the chance towards the end. And I think yeah. again schmodix had another follow up chance where they he could have put them two on. But again, it was for another good save by Dubs. He was obviously ill in the Arsenal game, so
2: missed that. That's why Carriers played, but he was back and in excellent form against Blackburn. He was by far our player of the match. He was excellent on the night. But again, it's another individual error that could have been avoided. And the number of times we've said that, you know, Chelsea and the Carabao Cup individual error knocked us out. We probably could have done more to nail down the games against Milan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we've dropped so many points this season from stupid little errors. Yeah, having the ball pinched off our feet, you know, kicks going astray. I can just—it doesn't surprise me anymore when I see shit like that. You're lost. The I words. am genuinely I lost. It. Words. Like it's <laughs> just because if I start thinking about it anymore, I just really fuck myself off. Like from where we were. Last season, best defence in the Prem to where we are now, which is, again, I'm going to use that term again, shadow of our former selves. Like, yeah. really, really poor. And that's just as we've been talking lately about LaSalle's actually being quite a steady player. And, you know, everyone's going to make a mistake every once in a while. But thankfully, we weren't made to pay for it. We certainly didn't want that game to go extra time, given how threadbare our squad is at the minute. But it did. And then thankfully, we were able to put it through. Thanks again to some heroics from Echo Dubravka, who's excellent in the penalty shootout. Just felt like he had Blackburn figured out. Really poor penalty from Harvey Barnes. I feel like he really didn't have any confidence in that game whatsoever. Um, And that showed on the penalty, much like Chelsea, when we had Kieran Trippier take a penalty and he was just, his head was gone. Yeah, Didn't feel right for Barnes to take that, but the other four penalties were absolute crackers. And... Fabian Sherman, he's the coolest dude on earth when it comes to penalties, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he is. I just, he's he's one of those guys who just has it all. Professional footballer, European, pretty good-looking guy, <laughs> exactly. Oh, And, you know, to put such a cool penalty away like that, you know, respect to him. Took the first penalty kick. There's a lot of pressure in that and the, setting the tone for the following kicks, but yeah. He's got a history of doing this quite coolly, isn't he? I think we've seen him take a couple of penalties, and he's just been so cool, calm, and collected. Nice in the veins. And
2: then Elliot Anderson. Let's give him a quick shout out as well. In months and months and months out, I think he broke something in his back, didn't he? He Comes on with about six or seven minutes ago for the sole purpose of taking a penalty and fucking slots it away. And then, of course, star boy Anthony Gordon steps up to. Put our fifth away, and then Dubravka makes his second penalty save of the shootout.
0: CSU Yeah how did how were you feeling? What were your thoughts going into the penalty shootout? Were you like, yeah, we've got this? Always? Were you? Did you have that sinking feeling like every international tournament watching <laughs> yeah. England apart from the Colombia? Were you watching? You thinking, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm
2: always glass half empty, so as soon as Blackburn scored, I think I put a message on the group chat. I was like, we'll lose now. The momentum was with them. I think we weathered the storm quite well when Blackburn had got themselves back into the game. We did have chances, but yeah, yeah. I'm always on the negative side, the sceptical side, especially given our history and penalty shootouts and against lower league teams as well. Um, but. I was happy to be proven wrong. Were you feeling confident
0: going into it? Or oh, can you say that now? absolutely not. <laughs> there was times where I was like, oh, I could just go for a tactical loo run and <laughs> I will miss the next penalty. And then <laughs> if we miss it, then I won't feel like shit. But I sat there, endured it all. And yeah, I was pleased I did. i tell you what, when Schmodix, I, I hopefully I'm saying his name right, I but so, I yeah. guess none of us would give that much of a shit because it's a backbone player, but... <laughs> When he went to step up, he was obviously giving it the biggins to Dubravka. So obviously he was like staring and down. He was obviously yeah. saying something to him, trying to get into his head. Yeah. Dubravka stepped up and saved it. Coolies are a like, shit oh, pen, it was awful. Really bad. I was so happy to see that ball not hit the back of the net. Like,
2: It's easy to say this now, but i think i've got a good gauge for someone that's going to score and miss a penalty just from looking at their face so i knew their captain was going to miss because he looked like he was about to fucking drop a brick out of his ass yeah and i knew smodics would miss because he had that shit eating grin on his face and he looked too confident yes he spent too much time thinking about it no one's going to fucking believe me but there you go i'm sticking to my story <laughs>
0: to <these laughs> men, no no i know exactly what you mean i think every time someone steps up and go now they've the fuck in the sky! <laughs>
2: it's like every time we'd call a Sven Botman goal from a corner, and we think we only got it once.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't even get it for the Liverpool game, but <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, oh. but there you
2: go. We, we, we progress to no end, really, because we'll probably be dumped straight out of that fucking cup by Man City, who will have a field day <laughs> with us. So there you go, another FA Cup run comes to an end. But
1: <laughs> if we,
2: if we, if we beat City again. I uh, have us favourites to win the fucking thing. You, you've got to, haven't you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen the rest of the draw. I've only seen who we've drawn. So I don't know who Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool have. We've
2: got all the easy ones, don't they? So it's Wolves or Brighton versus Coventry, Nottingham Forest or Man United versus Liverpool or Southampton, Chelsea or Leeds versus Leicester City, and then City versus Newcastle United. So... You'd love to be Wolves or Brighton up against Coventry City, although they're doing quite well this season, I think. Yeah, they are. All right, yeah, so let's cross our fingers and toes. We'll need all the luck in the world to be able to get something out of that that game, but hopefully it will allow us to focus on the run into the league. And on that topic, next up we have Wolverhampton Wanderers at home on Saradier. So we're playing them at home. As I say, they are one place above us, right, Ali? In the league, I think that's Yeah, they are. They sit in ninth, yeah. How many points ahead of us are they? That's the next question. I think they're one. Okay, so a win would take us ahead of them. That should be enough fucking incentive for us to go out and try and get something for once. Yes. Rather than just going straight into the predictions, I mean, team-wise, we're starting to get ourselves in a bit of a better position in terms of having players back with people like Isaac, Harvey Barnes, Anderson coming back now, Joe Willock obviously back. Would you like to see how shake it up a little bit against Wolves
0: I would yeah follow-up question how so oh well I think Joe Willick he has to start I think yeah you could see his energy in the middle of the park but I would like to see him start with Willick Miley and Bruno agreed I think Longstaff again he's now in the firing line yep uh, Burns had it for a couple of weeks and it's annoying you know these are local lads we've got to be back in these and I think that the, the the best thing for us to do at least Eddie Howe should be resting these players just to give them a break switch it up a little bit and see what a fresh impetus can do so yeah I'd like to see Willock come in I'd love to see Tino in it either right back or left back mm-hmm. and I think we can probably afford to give Burn or Trippier some rest because I again I thought when Tino came on the strides forward he's taking players on he moves the ball up the pitch mm-hmm. and we need that player to just drive against defences and through the midfield to kind of open them up and transition us further up the pitch mm-hmm. so yeah I think seeing Willa and Tino start would be fantastic I think maybe Harvey Barnes I don't want to base this too much on his Blackburn performance because Anthony Gordon had a bit of a torrid end of last season and look at him now mm-hmm. as you said he's looking like our player of the season so I'm hoping that's what he's going to turn out once he's back 100% uh, start up next season. Mm. But yeah, I think he just needs to be rested until he's back to 100%. Yeah. Miggy should be starting as well as Gordon and Isaac. I think I agree because
2: those wide areas, I think I'm just looking at the formation that Wolves played in against Sheffield United. You've got two wing backs. Yeah. You've got Ait Nori and Semedo and then you've got two wide men in, is it Paolo or Pablo Sarabia and then Pedro probably, yeah. Neto as well, who's a yeah. very good player. And he you just know will they'll pump him on the right and they'll hope that he's coming up against Dan Byrne. But 2-2 was a reverse fixture, wasn't it? It was a brace from Callum Wilson. It was, yeah. So let's hope we can try and figure them out again. I agree. I'd like to see Tino play again. Because when Byrne came on, he actually looked quite good and he's probably a good one for steadying the ship if we're trying to protect a lead and we go to a back five. Yeah, and I think, yeah, Miggy's tracking back and energy will be needed on the wings as well, along with Anthony Gordons as well. Yeah, I well, completely agree. Right. We need to dominate that midfield, especially if they're playing two central midfielders. We will need to counter that with a bit of energy and someone who can progress pull up the pitch in Willock as well. So, if that is the case, Ali, what are you saying for the result on Saradier? I am predicting a 2-0 win. like it, a bit of positivity. Right, what am I going to say? I'm going to go 3-1 Newcastle United, so I'm going to be positive Ooh, as well, but I think they'll uh, They'll sneak a goal because we are leaking them at the minute. So let's hope I can get another result correct on the bounce. Who do you think is going to be the goal scorers for us? A brace for Isaac, let's say, and a goal for... Uh, I'm going to go Joe Willock. I think he'll get another goal.
0: So I like the fact that this is based on what we would like to see as, <laughs> as far as a team being played and the goal scorers we think will yeah, score. Yeah, who fucking knows what the, what the D will be. Longstaffer Starn and Dan Bernstein, <laughs> one of them will score. I'm, I guarantee it. I just know it. This, this is how the footballing world works. Yeah, well, as long as we fucking win and score goals, I don't <laughs> yeah. care who scores them. Exactly, exactly. So
2: fingers crossed. Good luck to the lads for Sarah, dear. We desperately need a win and we need to get climbing back up that fucking Premier League. But I think all that leaves us to do now is say thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, bye now. Goodbye.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You win. i participate in restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.